Christmas nativity with all the chaos that we decided we'd do again this year. So thank you for coming along to, to support us and thank you to those on Zoom. Uh, yeah, so we'll have a mix of songs. Um, there'll be some traditional hymns, some newer songs as, as we go along. The words will appear on the screen. And uh, yeah, we hope that you will enjoy it, but also take away the, the, the message of, of Christmas. And so we're going to start with a, a newer song, Come and Join the Celebration. Thank <laughs> you. 
At that time, the Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Oh, no. 
Bridget's town in Bethlehem. I'm very tired. I hope we can find somewhere to stay. I'm very sorry, but all my rooms are full. That night, baby Jesus was born.
is, since she knows what is wrong. Well, so too with Jesus, who came to fix things. That's the way that we choose not to treat God as king. Scene five, the hills outside Bethlehem. There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields, taking care of their flocks.
and he won't put it in a bag. <laughs> the best gift is Jesus who says, be my friend and let me invite you to life without age. We have brought the gifts of gold, frankincense and love. And they all knelt down and worshipped him.
The Bible also calls Jesus the Word of God. The start of the Gospel of John, and the word gospel just means good news. And we all get confused about that, it just means good news. Well, the start of the Gospel of John says this In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Now, this is talking about Jesus. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus is the all-powerful creator, God. So, if Jesus was there at the beginning of time, uh, why was he born as a baby? Doesn't seem to make sense. What was the point? Well, it goes something like this. In the beginning, God created. So God created the heavens and the earth. He created the earth and the sun and the stars and the planets. He created all the oceans and the land and the plants and the animals. And then last of all, he created people. He created us. And the reason he created us was so that we could have a relationship with him because he loved us and he wanted us to love him. But there was a problem. The people that he created, Adam and Eve, you might have heard of, um, well, they decided that they knew best. They decided that they would go their own way. And choosing our own way, that's what we call sin. And the sin, choosing their own way, broke that relationship with God. And that was a problem because God created us to be in relationship with Him, but because we chose our own way, we couldn't have that relationship with Him anymore. But God still loves us. It's just that our sin gets in the way. But God is creator God, right? And he had a plan. He knew how he could restore that relationship with us. And that involved Jesus, his son, who is also God, by the way, which is a little bit confusing. But hey, um, so God sent his son Jesus, as was prophesied in Isaiah. Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So God sent Jesus to, to, to be born as a baby, fully human, yet still fully God. He sent him to live amongst us, in John, the, the Gospel that we spoke about earlier, still in chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, The Word, and remember that this is Jesus, we said Jesus is called the Word of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace 
and the truth. So God came to live amongst us, as we saw in that in the play. And the reason that Jesus came to live amongst us was so that we could know God. We could know what God was like. His life what was holiness. And because the problem was that when we chose our, our own way, when our relationship with God was broken, we lost sight of what God was like. We didn't know him anymore. Um, but God wants us to know him. So he sent his son Jesus to come and show us what he's like. Still in John chapter 1 and verse 18, it says that God, Jesus, came to make God known to us. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known to us. So Jesus came to make God known to us. But how does he do that? How does Jesus make God known to us? But throughout his life on earth, Jesus came to show us the heart of God, to show us how we should live our lives. Remember the waiter, Jesus came to serve. Mark 2 verse 17 says, For the Son of Man, and again, this is Jesus talking about himself, he had lots of different names, um, so the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. We all do things for people we love, don't we? As parents, and I'm sure a lot of us parents, <coughs> we're forever running around after our children, doing things for them, giving them lifts, looking after them, giving them presents, aren't we? And children, by the way, we are all children of someone. Um, I hope we help out our parents. I hope we do things for our, our mums and dads because we love them and they love us. And our Father God in heaven loves us because he created us. So he sent Jesus to show us how much he loves us and to serve us. But there's more than that, isn't there? That, that's not enough. Just knowing what God's like, just knowing how to live our lives, that's not enough because just sending Jesus to show the heart of God doesn't fix that problem with the relationship that we have or don't have with God, does it? And Jesus, God wants to have that relationship with us and, and just knowing what God's like, just knowing how to live our lives, doesn't heal that wound. Because love, God loves us so much, he wants to heal that relationship. He wants to have a relationship with us and fix that problem of sin. Because I guess you know, don't you, um, when we do things wrong, and we all do things wrong, <coughs> there are consequences. Well, then, we deserve punishment if we get things wrong. Guys, if you're rude to your teacher at school, what happens? 
You get told off, don't you? Or your mum at home. You get told off if you're naughty, don't you? And it's the same for all of us. And our sins also need to be dealt with. But God loves us so much. He doesn't want to punish us for our sins. So there's a bit of a problem. How do we deal with the sins? Are all the things that we do wrong, yet God doesn't want to, to punish us for that. And that's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus not only to show us how to live our lives and be in relationship with him, but to pay the penalty for all the things that we do wrong. And he did that by dying on the cross and being raised to life again three days later, as we remember, well, as Christians we remember all the time, but traditionally we remember at Easter. So Jesus came to take the punishment that we deserved and so that we could be washed clean of all our sin and guilt, as it says in Ezekiel somewhere next time. Yeah, there we go. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean, and I will cleanse you from all of your impurities. So Jesus came, died on the cross, he rose again three days later, so that we could be made clean. Um, all the things that we do wrong could be dealt with, and we could come back into relationship with our Heavenly Father in heaven. So rather than being judged and found guilty for all the things that we do wrong, Jesus actually came to give us a free gift. The free gift of forgiveness for everything that we've ever done and everything that we ever will do wrong. The gift of everlasting life in heaven with a loving and generous Heavenly Father. God, who is creator of all. Do you know what? All we have to do to receive this gift is to say sorry for all the things that we've done wrong and to accept Jesus' forgiveness. You see, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart and he wants to come in and be part of your life. But he's not going to force his way in. It's your choice. So are you going to accept the best, most valuable, most amazing gift that you will ever be offered. Are you going to say yes to Jesus? Oh, prayers, I meant to do the Thank prayers you, bit, aren't I? Well, I said if you didn't do it, I would do it. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. So we, um, some of the children are going to come and, and lead us in some prayers. Dear God, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus as a baby to be born into a stable and live among us. Thank you that we can celebrate his birth at Christmas time. Amen. Dear God, help 
Please help us to be brave and talk to others to tell them about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you, oh, thank you for our families and the time we get to spend with them at Christmas. Please be with those who don't have families and for people that people in hospital especially at this time yeah amen dear god please help people who aren't as lucky as us because they are homeless poor or hungry help us to give what we can to help what we can to help amen Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he sacrificed himself for us and saved us from our sins. Thank you so, you so much for him. <coughs> Amen. Amen. We're going to close now by singing another modern hymn um, around the Christmas story.
Father God, we thank you for everything that we've heard this morning. Thank you for sending your son that we might have that, uh, be back where we belong, Lord, in, in relationship with our Father God. We thank you for that. Thank you for sending him. And Lord, we do pray that uh, we will take time out during the, the busyness of Christmas festivities to remember the true meaning of Christmas, to remember your son, Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming, everybody. Um, we have another service here tonight, Carols by Candlelight at 5 p.m., which, again, is suitable for all ages. So you're more than welcome to that. Um, on Thursday, the 15th of December, there is um, the annual Quiz and Carols Night at um, the Black Prince. And it starts at 8 p.m. Um, I think you can come along with a team or without a team and join in. Is that true, Mark? Yes. Um, come and join the fun. It says entrance is free. So that's this coming Thursday evening at the Black Prince. And uh, our Christmas services, Christmas morning, we have our Christmas celebration, family celebration at 10 a.m. Um, that's obviously on Christmas Day, 25th. I say it's obvious. I hope it was obvious. <laughs> um, next Sunday, there is a traditional carol service um, at nine in, in the lounge. Um, there, if you haven't already got one of these, these uh, this has details of all our services. And of course, we are here every Sunday and we would love to, to see uh, perhaps, uh, you know, if you don't normally come along on a Sunday, we'd love to have you with us on a Sunday morning. Thank you for coming. Please join us next door for refreshments and uh, give us a chance to, to chat. If there is anybody who's been affected by what Mark said, his, his challenge about um, have you invited Jesus, if you want to talk to anybody about that, uh, 